0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the finale of the new Twilight Zone, Season 1, Episode 10. It's called Blurry Man. So, full spoilers. Yeah, full spoilers for it. It is over. Now I put full cards on the table here. Because Mm -hmm. Tara watched this before I did. And she mentioned that she'd watched it. And I said, oh, you know, how is it? And she indicated that she was somewhat positive would you agree with that, that 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 uh description of your your attitude when i asked
1: yes <laughs> right. i don't want to i don't want to you know put all my cards on the table as you say mm-hmm. before we talk about it
0: yes yes well i mean i guess i've already kind of answered by saying that you said that to me but i mean do you think this one broke the streak
1: well i I have not been as negative as you about the show.
0: I'm aware, yes. So
1: I think it would be more <laughs> appropriate to ask you if it broke the
0: streak. Okay, so... No, I think... <laughs> I'm trying to think oh. of the appropriate metaphor to what's the opposite of breaking <laughs> the streak but in a more climactic way like where it gets worse where where the streak gets worse. Does it does it does does the street go off the edge of the building and just rain down on people, innocent children who are now covered in the shit that was streaking across the rooftop up until now? Like, how how do I define this? I don't know. Like, there's nice ideas in this episode. We'll talk about what the premises. We'll talk about what, what I think <laughs> is an interesting idea here or there. But this okay. episode, for the most part, or at least the ending, was laughably bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I'm just going to let you know that I actually really like this episode. Oh, goody! We are very much on opposite ends here.
0: <laughs> I've. You know what? We've reviewed several episodes of this. We've been doing the classic Twilight Zone. We've been doing uh, movies on the so science fiction movie podcast. Uh huh. And you're relatively new at this still. It's only been a couple of months. Hmm. I've been waiting. For the, the, the time that came because we're usually pretty agreeable right okay one of us may feel stronger than the other when we're you know whatever direction we're going in but typically sure. if i think something's terrible you'll think yeah it's pretty bad or if i think something is only okay you think it's really good but we're usually on the same side of the coin as it, as yeah. it were i've been waiting <laughs> for the showdown <laughs>
1: I'm not, like, passionate about this, though, but I do think this is... I, I don't know. I think this one's pretty good. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll get my positives. Okay. I'll get my positives. I'll, I'll, the premise. All right? so the episode starts, and Seth Rogen's here, and, like, I was really worried for a couple of seconds, because this opening scene was terrible, but although, bizarrely, yeah, it's intentionally terrible. More on that in a minute. So... He's, he's talking about he's, he's a novelist or, or a screenwriter or you know he's a writer and he's he's typing away he's getting angry at himself he's like oh i didn't put this idea in and he's, he's upset and then his friend comes over and they look out the window he's finally got the good idea or whatever and it's like a, an apocalypse has happened outside and i went what's that this is going off the rails what's this what's going on what's this about what's what's going on and then the jordan peele narration starts he starts you know talking nonsense like he does in his narration and then he just sort of like breaks character and goes ah eh, it's not really working and the yell cut, and I'm like, oh, we're doing it. We're <laughs> yeah, we're going it. full meta. We're, we're go- yeah, we're going full meta. We're breaking the fourth wall with this one. um And the actual premise of the episode is that ZZ Beats is the main character. Seth rogan's basically that. He's, you see him a couple of times more, but it's a cameo. He's got a cameo. It's almost just to yeah. trick you into thinking that this is what the episode's about. ZZ Beats is the main character, and she is the the writer of the episode. Of this episode of The Twilight Zone, you know, Jordan Peele plays himself. He's talking out a character, although it's obviously still scripted. But you know, that's the neat thing about it. Okay, as an idea, this is great. I like this idea, and the episode is largely about yeah. Zay Beats, who is obsessed with storytelling in The Twilight Zone and kind of what that means to her character and then ultimately there's this creepy blurry man who starts like following her around and we're seeing him in the back of episodes and then eventually at the end of the episode we realize who the blurry man is and we'll talk about the ending in a little bit. So my first big problem with this and I realize that I'm not really giving time but I'll, 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 I'll see what your counterpoint to this is. Okay. My first big problem with this is that you know and i, I was laughing I, I was genuinely laughing at some of this uh although maybe not in the way that they were intending because jordan peele sits down and says no this narration is not very good you know that doesn't really mean anything and zizi beats the writer who's playing the writer starts saying well no it means this and it means that and she's kind of frustrated she's like no it's not really that good you know it doesn't really say anything about this art versus you know uh, social responsibility entertainment art, you know yeah. yeah and i sat there and i just started laughing and i i, I was like the narration's been terrible in every single episode and mm-hmm. it feels weird to me that like, it, it, like if you want to argue that it was intentionally kind of shit the whole season just so that this like played better like I don't think it is I think that's weird even though it'd be the greatest con job in the history like like see if this <laughs> final episode was like no the rest of the episodes were bad I'd be like this is like the weirdest but kind of coolest like twist ever that they, they think all the episodes are bad or something um but everything he was saying about the writing i'm like yeah i've been thinking about this about every episode you're pointing out
1: yeah i mean even the first lines are from seth rogan and he's just like no it's shit it's garbage I know the writing is bad i'm a horrible writer i'm like oh they're just they're just actually telling us what's been true about the show for most of it i think and uh
0: yeah, I, I think yeah, that's the biggest thing that's that's kind of wrong. Just up until we get to the ending, we talk about you know like just the episode's themes and well, not the mm-hmm. work or whatever. Is that that I think that the the, the, op- the setup of this episode I would actually love if I'd been enjoying this show and they were doing something where whereas here it feels like well you've not really been successful in doing a Twilight Zone show. It's been terrible, mm-hmm. and now you're doing this meta thing that I mean could could potentially end up being the best thing about it. Uh, and maybe you may think that's true given your positivity
1: well at first I was not like I generally don't love it when shows or movies get real meta Mm. I think it's uh like it's it's kind of a a cheap trick in my mind when I see it and I, I generally I don't like it and especially when it's about the writers <laughs> i can't help but like visualizing all the writers like patting themselves on the back about yeah. how good of a job they're doing and especially for this show like that's just not deserved yeah.
0: unfortunately the, the, but the been bad. i
1: did yeah. think it kind of worked as a twilight zone episode by the end of it you know you still get two versions of the narration you get the one from Jordan Peele when he's doing the show and then you get the second one where he thinks he's doing a joke but he still, even though he breaks the narration and breaks the character of the narrator he still ends up providing a proper narration for the show by doing so uh, I think I think it kind of works
0: Yeah, there's a joke scene almost where she's written new narration and they've put it on cue cards because it's a last minute rewrite so he can read them mm-hmm. and he reads the cue cards and it becomes this meta thing about the writer and like she doesn't know who wrote this. Everyone's just and he just he finishes it as a joke. He's like, oh, "Okay, that good prank," and he just kind of finishes it. Um, yeah. and Seth Rogen's like, "Oh, that sounds like a much better episode than what we're shooting." Uh, like, I mean, yeah, it sounds better than most of the episodes that <laughs> they've had this season. Um, so here, here's, so here's, here's the thematically, I like what the episode's trying to do, and that's been true mm-hmm. for some of the episodes in the season, to be fair. But so, so what it's doing as the train goes by, um, is that it's. So that, this character of Zeddy Beats, uh, uh, her name is Sophie. I want to say, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, she, uh, you know, grew up caring about Twilight Zone and the stories about like being obsessed with art or being obsessed with the writing and not being. I actually thought, you know, because it's funny, like, I even thought this. There's like a flashback at one point of her watching, uh, "Time Enough at Last," the episode which you know yeah. one of the most famous episodes. We've already reviewed it because it was early in season one, and mm-hmm. she's watching that, and I thought. Oh, this is kind of neat because I actually think thematically what it's trying to do ties into that. Is we we loved that episode, but one of the, the one of the things that we maybe like thought was unclear was kind of like what sort of message it was trying to say, and maybe this was trying to like take that episode, try, reinvent it, and say no, she's obsessed with the art form and or, or the work and doesn't like have a life outside of it. Um, she's right, neglecting. much like the
1: character in that episode is obsessed yeah. with books and ignores the real life around him.
0: Yeah, the reason why it doesn't necessarily that is the one element that maybe doesn't work as well in that episode. Even though I love—I'm not dissing that episode. I love that episode. Is okay. That, yeah. Is that his wife is so mean to him that I don't like think he's be, like I'm like yeah I don't blame him go 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 read a book somewhere. <laughs> She's awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, well,
1: yeah, but we reviewed that episode and we both kind of agreed that this is that episode was about the metaphor, so it didn't matter so much that the characters mm. were kind of cartoonish.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So it's doing that thing and this person who feels that way was inspired by twilight zone is now writing twilight zone and then finds herself kind of in a twilight zone episode and the Mm -hmm. concept behind the ending i don't necessarily mind uh, and who the shadow man ends up being my problem with the bulk middle of this episode is a we've got the same kind of like over the top direction we've had throughout the show so I i don't think the suspense works that well uh two given who the shadow man turns out to be why is he doing like weird supernatural movie moments where he's like making? Where books? He's, like throwing yeah. books and, and breaking bottles, bottles of and stuff, wine and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I, I I sort of agree with that, but I like the idea of her being afraid of the shadow of Rod Sterling, uh, being a writer on the show, and is just intimidated by the fact that she has to follow up from a man who cannot be replicated.
0: I love that I was dodging saying what it was. I was building up to... It. <laughs> you just threw it out there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Shadow Man's Rod Serling. And I don't, like, hate that in theory. I actually think I like the idea of, like, seeing him at the end and the idea that she's drawn into the Twilight Zone. And even his final point is, like, no, no, you, you want both. You don't want to sacrifice one for the other. Both are important. Um, yeah. He, the problem with the ending is that they've got a decent impersonator doing the voice the cgi face we have to talk about the cgi face
1: see i was okay with the cgi face but i thought the voice is what took me out of it and i didn't know if it was someone who was impersonating the voice or they actually were able to recreate it from clips of no, the I th- old
0: show it was an impersonator to, uh, there was a credit for it i'm sure
1: there uh, was a credit yeah. for it okay
0: um the and the voice isn't perfect. It, it for me though, like the the movement of his mouth, like j- just we're not there yet. It just it's made true. it feel goofy. Like it, we weren't there yeah.
1: with uh, Peter Cushing in Rogue One either. Oh, we like,
0: were. And and that was the better. Uh, comparing this to that, that. That that was better, but it still wasn't. Had the
1: Disney money. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had. I mean, <laughs> where, but it's,
1: I mean, I did smile. Like I saw him when he when the the blurry man like becomes clear and it's rod sterling standing there i couldn't help but smile like, i
0: think i think to it, see him in the show <laughs> no i i liked what it did because I, I liked earlier on that there's like a sticker on the back of her laptop of rod sterling just to, so everyone knows what it looks like just in case you are you know you didn't know what he was I like yeah i like the concept to a point of it right i i think the mistake was having him speak while he was i think when like just okay you can recreate his face statically just have him stand there and have her walk towards him and then once they're walking away with their backs to us then have his narration come in right there, there's a neat idea of having rod serling and th- you know technically you know <laughs> narrate the ending of the final episode of the season i understand the desire to try and do that i like the idea that someone who grew up in twilight zone is now obsessed with like the stories and the the meanings and the sci-fi um yeah because that was the other thing that bugged me about the conversation she has with Jordan Peele at the start is like she's she's arguing that oh no we don't just want uh," what was the phrase they used Uh, campfire stories campfire stories yeah that was it Uh, there has to be a meaning and that was a really like annoying conversation to me just in the sense I'm like this episode has had so, It's been so back and forth of either like hitting the message so hard and on the nose that it's unbearable or like making it so messy that you can't understand what it's trying to say. So
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like yeah. when you look, when you're watching the episode, I think it stands alone. But when you look at it as an entire season, it's hard not to think, well, yeah, but you kind of failed at that. Like, yeah. unfortunately, what you wanted to deliver... It just the execution was wrong, and unfortunately, it, a lot of it had to do with the writing. So when you have this meta story about a Twilight Zone writer, like patting herself on the back for successfully doing it, and Rod Sterling approving of it, it's kind of like, eh, no. But like I said, as a standalone, the message that they're trying to do, I think, I think it does work. And I know the whole, the horror element of it was. Uh, a little bit difficult to accept when you see who it is at the end, but uh, I don't know. I I, I still kind
0: of like it. <laughs> I think I think it's both that it doesn't make sense given that it's Serling himself who's the blurry man. Even though I like, it's a bit of a stunt move, but I kind of appreciate the ballsiness of it. I think the other problem is I just don't think the horror stuff actually works that well, and it's not the interesting part. Like I get that, like because they have this thing where she's chased through like multiple sets, and it's like sets from previous episodes. Like we get uh-huh. the bar from episode one, we get the supermarket from the the immigration one. Uh, you know, we we even see like some of the footage being edited. We see Crystal Dowd on the, the editor's monitor, and I'm like, okay, I, this is kind of like gimmicky, but like sure, like this is kind of mm. kind of fun. Um, I think the problem is that. The interesting part of the story, uh, like, she doesn't have to be chased, like, because like, there's a whole chase sequence where it's like she's running like it's a ghost or a, like a slasher killer, like, chasing her, right? And she's, like, going through the sets, and she's she's ducking and diving, she's trying to hide, and, I'm like, yeah, this could all be cut. Like, just have this shadow be there in the room. Have her, you know, be scared of it, and, like...
1: I think that's, I think it's okay for her to run away from it, and to uh, be afraid of it. mm because it's, uh, she's afraid of the unknown. And when we realize that it's, you know, the shadow of Rod Sterling, the person that she probably is afraid of because now she's in that role of Rod Sterling of writing. And um, I I think that's okay for her to run away from it and then eventually face it, which I don't, I don't think the whole Rod Sterling's ghost attacking her is necessary. I think that could be cut out
0: yeah i absolutely you can still be scary but you i can still
1: run away from a ghost and be scared
0: to, to give it to every credit i i think my problem is that i don't want it to be treated like a ghost ever i, I think that's my main thing here is that i like the idea of it just being this like weird thing she can't explain that's hanging over her as opposed to like no it's a ghost chasing her kind of thing but to, to yeah. me to be fair to the episode i will say that at least the opening scene with seth rogan's like writer character in the the fake episode sets up the theme of like a writer being afraid of their own like skill or like the stress that they're, Mm -hmm. they're under so it at least sets up that I think my main. I think this
1: episode's pretty consistent with this theme throughout, which is not something we've seen in the other ones.
0: It's consistent. I do wish there was more to actually set it up properly, though. I think it kind of rushes through. Like it's a shorter episode; it's like thirty-eight minutes compared to some of them, which have been a bit longer. And it's not so much that I think it needs to be longer because there's a bunch of stuff I'd cut out in the middle with the horror stuff.
1: I yeah, I was pretty comfortable with the time of it actually. I thought the pacing was okay.
0: But I would swap it out because it's it's not so much the pacing that's a problem; it's the. I don't think, like, when it gets to the point where it's making its, its, its statement at the end, where, you know, Sarlene gives this speech and she's realizing what she's been running from, I don't mm-hmm. think the one flashback was enough to really give it the weight that it needed. Like, I, I feel like, let me see her, like, we, you know, does this one thing where she's, like, blown off her friend or whoever it is, there's a Skype in her, like, on the phone and she's, like, not calling back and, like, actually, get, right. give me her missing, like, <laughs> something important. Like, it's one thing for having a friend saying, oh, you never call me or whatever have her miss her friend's like birthday or someone's funeral or something know something like it give it a tangible point where she's crossed the line and well
1: i mean we get we get that and we get the scene when she's young and she's watching tv and her dad is saying your friends want to play with you they're outside and so it is kind of consistent with that we see it twice anyway. We see that this is something she's done when she was a kid, and it's something she's doing now. She's sacrificing her life and her friendship in order to be in the twilight zone.
0: I, I, so I just I don't think it's enough. I guess is what I'm saying. Like I, I found it to be enough. I just uh, like all all the because episodes. It was the same thing
1: twice. You know. Yeah. I, I I don't think you need any more than that to you know, to have a pattern.
0: I guess my problem is is that this this perhaps my biggest problem with this show is that I think it's terrible at doing the character arcs. I think I understand what they're doing with this character. I understand what they're setting up. I don't necessarily feel like she learns anything, or like I mean, she does kind of write at the end, and you know, Sally mentions the cruel twist, you know, like the the final things, the cruel twist, right? Um, yeah,
1: because we have the ending where she's able to um, to write the right narr- narration for the show and then uh and then there's a, a twist ending oh it's not you yeah. think it's over but it's not over
0: yeah <sighs> which by the way if if all the writers are going through this for every single episode script no wonder the scripts have been so bad i'll, I'll give them credit there if, if, if this <laughs> is if this is an accurate representation of what, it, what it's like working on this show Maybe I can't blame them so much. I think, for for me, the, the the lesson of it just kind of rings a little bit hollow. I understand what they're doing. I really do. But I don't think we get enough personal moments with her where she... Like, she she barely has time to react to the fact that someone's mad at her for missing things, or we barely get time for her to see the effects of, you know, what her life is because of this. Like, we have one friend who's mad at her, and I feel like either more of that stuff or more of like her being upset and struggling with balancing them because you know the ultimate lesson at the end that Sterling says is that you can have both you, you know you need both of them in your life you eat what you love in terms of your art you need what you, and the people you love as well you need both and i don't think the episode actually does anything with her because at the end it feels like no she's just walking into the twilight zone like she's, it, well
1: that's what she wanted too she told jordan peele that in the very beginning that she She's always been fascinated about what is the Twilight Zone? How do I get there? When do we eventually get there? And by the end, she does. That's like her journey. Rod Sterling takes her into it. Yeah. And we, we don't really know what that means still. Like, I still don't really understand what the Twilight Zone right. is. I'm, I'm
0: going to correct you because the comments are going to do it. There's no T in his what? last name. <laughs> There's no what? There's no T in his last name. In Sterling? In Serling. It's Rod Sterling. Serling?
1: Serling? Oh, wow. why did I think it was Sterling all these years?
0: Because <laughs> Sterling's a more common name. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, well, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to do My it, mistake. but you say,
1: I've been I've been wrong forever. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you said it like I was like the fifth time you said it, you know what <laughs> the comments are going to eat your life. I'm just going to do it.
1: <laughs> My bad. I swear I'm a fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, unless I'm, I, you know, I'm worried I'm wrong now. Huh hold on Rod Serling yeah no T yes
1: Okay, Rod Serling (laughs) Um,
0: I think it just doesn't click it doesn't click for me there's a point towards the end of the episode where I get what it's doing and you know Serling shows up and it just feels a little bit hollow it feels hollow because I, I don't feel like I've been on this journey where I'm like whoa, that's what this story was about. You know, It's like... you Because know, maybe they could... And also, that, that, that thing we just talked about there, the idea that she wants to know what a Twilight Zone is, I'm like... Don't, don't, don't ever, like, answer or, or or quantify that. Don't you dare. Like, let it be this, like, vague thing that we don't understand.
1: Well, it still kind of is. I, I We still don't really have an answer to what it is.
0: Yeah, but, but she gets an answer because she walks into it.
1: Yeah, but we don't have it, so... Isn't that a right? Still, it's still a mystery.
0: I think the fact that she actually can walk into it says that it was a tangible thing that's the Twilight Zone, and I think that takes away some of the the the, the idea, because because the way I've always kind of interpreted what the Twilight Zone is, like what is the Twilight Zone, right? Is it another mm-hmm. dimension or is it a series of dimensions? I've always kind of taken it as more of like a an ethereal idea of like people. It's our world. It's our Earth. It's our you know our you know, not always, because obviously sometimes it's in the future or we're on another planet or, you know, whatever, but it's like, like you fi- you basically find yourself in the twilight. It's more of a state of mind than it is anything else. Um, right. Um, which I guess, you know, works it's, it's with-
1: almost like you, yeah, like you, like an out of body experience where all of hmm. a sudden you're watching something take place and it feels like you're an alien in your own
0: world. Like something is off. Which, which does make sense still with the ending of this episode, the idea that, because honestly i kind of read this episode as she she's been into like some sort of catatonic state and she's just lost her mind and she's never coming back yeah (laughs) like that
1: i mean there's one point where she even uh tries to ask that question because her she her conscience starts talking to her like like and the narrator of her own mind is is going and she's you know saying if if everything's alright then why am I talking to myself right it, now? Do
0: you know what bugs me about that? I, I, actually, that's a good point. I didn't like the, the self-narration stuff.
1: Oh, I didn't mind it.
0: Yeah, that, that, that did bug me, now you you brought it up. Do you what I think hurts this more than I No, is I think this ending makes it what it wants to feel sweet it wants to feel like this sweet ending where she's come to like some sort of understanding and she's like meeting her hero in a way that she's connected with his writing maybe like that's what it's saying it's like you know through her writing she's in some way communicated to someone who's not here anymore because the Mm -hmm. writing connects them right or something like that and i think it wants to be this sweet ending and i actually i think i want that version of the episode where the sweet ending works i think the problem is is that this episode's so obsessed with making it her horrifying and not really clearly defining how she's getting to this point and that I, I i i'm almost joking about these darker outcomes but no no she's in a catatonic state she's went nuts and she's imagining this or uh or it's this or it's this and i actually love the the core idea the sweet ending where she connects to this thing she grew up with and like i think there's a great idea in here i really do Mm I I think there's a fantastic idea in here of honouring the original show and honouring Rod Serling and saying that you you link up with him in in a way that like no one else will, because you, you've. But the problem is, is that by saying that, by saying the writer has connected with Rod Serling, is you're implying that they're in some level equal or they've reached the the, the quality and the understanding that Rod Serling had, which this and you're show just not
1: ready to accept. That
0: no Rod Serling, the, this show <laughs> in under no circumstances reached that quality. It's not even in the vicinity.
1: Okay, okay. it is kind of like <laughs> the writers giving themselves the Rod Serlings. Blessing, <laughs> <laughs> in a in a way, but I I did kind of think it was sweet. I, I don't know, and then like afterwards, when everything turned black and white, and she's walking through some of the old sets of the show, and you see the glasses on the library. The, step, yes, the
0: library. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like, I don't know, man. It got me.
0: <laughs> I, I like it go in black and white. As far as
1: the quality goes, like the quality of the of the of the whole season unfortunately has not been up to par and this one maybe maybe because of that i i'm just like because this one seems a lot better <laughs> that i that i'm putting it up higher
0: like I, uh, I i i theoretically like the ending although i do think it was a mistake having the cg face talk right i think it should have waited you know kept, just give us one good look at him and have him turn around and that be it right and then hear okay. his voice after that right but i think the problem is is i think the episode before that is mostly still trash and because because of that like it just it almost feels like i said it was ballsy right because i think it is a bit of a stunt thing to do is like oh we're going to recreate rod selling digitally we're going to have him end the episode there's the first season finale it's going to be this big Mm -hmm. moment and i think that's a stunt no matter what and people will always fall on two sides of that argument is is this something they should have done is it disrespected his memory even if the show was good? But I think because the show is bad, and because most of the episode is still bad, instead of feeling like it's, it's like I want to like it, but it feels kind of like a slap in the face, as opposed to the sweet sort of narrative that it wants to do. Because I did find myself, like, when it went black and white, I was like, oh, it's going black and white. It's, just, it's like she's traveling into old episodes. There's, there's an idea yeah. here. Uh like maybe they should have played with that more rather than have the stupid horror thing maybe earlier on have it go black and white and have her actually go through a few classic episodes in black and white and be confused about where she is and then end it ends maybe
1: they'll do that consistent we are getting to season two maybe they'll do that for for all the finales who knows
0: yeah i feel once again i come down to this thing where there's like a couple of core really good ideas here and then it's just writers who don't know how to put them together and i feel that way about this episode like i have done with the rest and i i, I I know why you like. I think this
1: one seemed pretty clean to me. Like there, there were like a couple things that I didn't like, and a lot of it just has to do with the fact that this episode is, because it connects the entire season together with the blurry man beat in every episode, that you kind of have to, you kind of just see it as one whole.
0: And that, for for uh, the record, I don't think he technically was in every episode. It's just in this episode they claim that he's in every episode. Just to, no, he is. Yeah.
1: He is in them because I remember seeing him in one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. In the episode with the immigration one with uh, Jennifer Goodwin in it. I can't remember the name of it. But um, that episode when she's in the checkout line at the grocery store. Oh, you do There's a guy in a suit who like bumps into her. And I remember thinking that he seemed out of place. And because he was wearing like a suit in a grocery store and he – like she's in the checkout line and he's going the opposite way. Like, why is he going through a checkout line like that?
0: Hmm. Okay. If if he's actually, because I never noticed him. So if yeah,
1: he's, there, he's in all of them. If he's actually, so is, If he's actually like, there. He's, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. If he's actually there, then fair play. They did. They, they, they set this up all season, and I commend that for the, for for the yeah. the idea. But I I
1: think that's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: I just. The court... It also
1: kind of ties into the fact that Jordan Peele, when she's saying that, you know, Rod Sterling, Shit. Rod Sterling <laughs> was in every episode, and it kind of tied the whole thing together. And he goes, well, every episode until now. And you're like, oh, actually, he's yeah, still
0: because I, re- I replaced him, don't you know? Now I'm the Rod yeah, Serling. Yeah, a little.
1: You kind of interpreted it as a bit of an ego thing. Yeah. Except now you know, oh, they still added him into each episode.
0: Although, notably, like. They're kind of ignoring like the other two versions of Twilight Zone that happened. Like <laughs> I mean, unless Rod Sutherland was in the 80s maybe. one. Maybe I haven't
1: seen them. So yeah, I haven't I don't seen
0: know. them. Maybe Rod I can't is speak up. I can't imagine he's in the 2000s one. Uh-huh. I'm sure I'm sure I, he was passed away by then. Um
1: uh, maybe, but maybe they used him in like the opening credits still oh, or yeah,
0: something. Maybe. Yeah. I could see that. Um I mean I love the idea of this being a love letter to Rod Silent. I really do. I just I think the core writing in this show. I don't think they know how to write scenes. I don't think they, and that sounds really harsh, but there's just.
1: I like Zazie Beats though. I thought she was really good. Like her performance really sold it for me.
0: I, I actually, I'm going to disagree a little bit here. See, when she was like running through the street set and she turned around and started screaming at him, uh huh, that took me out of it. I thought this the screaming felt a bit, and I, I I don't. It's not like this. Like, Zazie Beetz, I've liked him, what I've seen her in. Um, I think when she starts screaming at the 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 the, the blurry man, uh, it. Joe, kind of actually, Joe. Well, because
1: then she has this, She's at first she's threat threatening him, like, "All right, come at me." And then when he actually starts walking towards her, and she like turns and says, ah, "I was just kidding." Like, I don't know. I kind of like that part.
0: uh oh, I do have credit though to the the next time on from last week, which somehow like dodge spoiling that this was a meta episode. It just made it look yeah. like it was Seth Rogen and Zay Z Beats, and there was a blurry man going around. Yeah. So just credit because it did catch me off guard it did genuinely was a surprise that it was that it was that mm-hmm. i i think and by the way this episode was and this this bodes well because uh, i do think the direction is poor in this episode uh this episode was directed by simon kinberg who is directing x-men dark phoenix which is coming out next week so look forward to that folks <gasps> oh boy he also wrote uh the x-men uh the last stand which was the previous x-men movie that also did the dark phoenix story <laughs>
1: Oh, really? The same one? Why same would they writer. bring him back?
0: Isn't that a fantastic question? <laughs> that one is thing.
1: universally panned and even Days of Future Past kind of retconned it, right?
0: And, yeah, and it's worth mentioning that Simon Kinberg is one of the, the core like producers and developers on this show. Um, which, honestly, I never realized, and now that I'm, I'm aware of that, I'm like, I'll be honest, it kind of adds up. <laughs> but this that feels exciting. Not that he's directed all the episodes or even written. Like I, I don't know if he wrote this one. Let me check. Let me click on the writer credits. He seems very involved. Okay. But he seems very involved. Uh, they didn't rate this episode specifically. He just. He, but he's one of the developers of the show. Uh, then again, so is Jordan Peele. But Kinberg actually directed this episode, so he's he is doing things. He's still. <laughs> act, he's creatively there. Um, Did you like that,
1: Jordan Peele? played himself in this and not their narrator
0: uh yeah that was kind of cool it was nice to see him i i almost thought at one point she, she she was uh like she was calling him out on his ego or whatever and i almost because he said something like oh you've not been the same and I, I, I almost thought she was going to say you've not been the same since get out <laughs> and i thought i was going to be alive. oh
1: yeah the actress that was in get out yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> that's uh, what i assumed that they were talking about anyway yeah
0: uh, but you know
1: i, 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 I kind of liked it and i don't mind that he broke the fourth wall because i mean rod serling kind of does too at the end of every episode that we watch he talks about the actors who are going to be in the next episode oh, not sure. a
0: big deal. Yeah. well I, 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 I wouldn't call that breaking the fourth wall i would i would just say that he he literally presents the show to us as the audience like as, yeah. as, as just a presenter like he's not like in character he's just doing himself yeah. uh, uh whereas this was more specifically Jordan Peel's doing doing a part and then he turns out to Jordan Peel. Right. Because when you're watching the rest of the episodes in this show, at no point do you think Jordan Peel's supposed to be himself here. He's he's not he's not saying this as if he's Jordan Peel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they call him that <laughs> the whole rest of the episode.
0: Well, in this because it turns into real life, you know, quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. They're walking around calling him JP. <laughs> I know <laughs> i was like jurassic park what what's happening <laughs> i thought of Oh,
1: oh we're such nerds
0: <laughs> life finds a way um yeah yeah there was an odd moment actually where he disappears for a little bit and it's like he's missing and she goes looking for him which leads to some of the horror stuff but then he's just kind of back then it's like fine um yeah uh, that was a weird thing and yeah okay the friend on the phone says yeah it's two a.m he's probably just went home it's like well yeah that makes yeah. sense but it's just it's all a good plot beat
1: <laughs> yeah I, yeah i don't know i i guess uh it, it kind of made me think that maybe he is playing the part of the narrator for her episode of the twilight zone again
0: okay okay like
1: he's gone back into that role because he tell one of the last things he tells her is that you should really be worried that you're apparently in the episode of the twilight zone
0: Yeah, it's still really bad. Simon Kinberg directing it is just so...
1: I don't know. I think this one's pretty good.
0: <laughs> pretty good? Oh, no. And I want everyone to know... I, I
1: think it's the best one of the season.
0: Because last week, Tara said to me, after we, st- we finished, because she 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 said last week she, she thought the episode broke the streak. After we recorded, almost instantly she said, you know, after we talked about it, I don't think I like it as much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. That's true. But I think... I think you're a bit more positive on this one after talking to me.
0: No! <laughs> I
1: think you are. Once once you stop recording, you'll be like, you know what, Tara, this one wasn't that bad.
0: <laughs> no such thing will happen. I will not do that.
1: This Nobody was... will ever know. Except for me.
0: <laughs> you, you want no shit, because I'm not saying that. It's not happening. I don't believe you. I think you like this one a little bit more.
1: It's not that I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's I think you are so negative from the entire series that you can't see
0: what's good in this one. I beg to differ. Which is also kinda of fair. <laughs> I beg to differ. I still think the direction's bad. I still think the scene to scene dialogue is pretty bad. Um, really? I
1: thought the dialogue was okay.
0: B- 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 no. <laughs>
1: it was like it seemed very natural coming from her
0: no no when 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 she was debating with peel about like the importance of the twilight zone and campfire that 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 felt like the same people who have been writing these these narrations like uh, a bunch of fluff
1: oh the narration part yes but her conversation seemed
0: totally real still fluff Still fun. I don't is? know. Another bit fluff. This is not the best one. I think one. this one's pretty if good. If I was picking the best one... God, this is like... <laughs> I it... like
1: the comedian.
0: That was okay. Jo- jo, the sad part is, is that I was kind of down in that because it wasn't as good as I was hoping and I was hoping, okay, maybe it'll get better from here and the sad part is, is that it's probably one of the best episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I like went... that one. I like the is
1: it Six Degrees of Freedom, the Space one?
0: Yes, yes.
1: I like that one. Although that one could have used some, it's still another like some trimming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like even the ones that I kind of like better could use some. You know, could they all have caveats? You know, nightmare at thirty thousand feet. Like I enjoyed. No, I don't like that one. I enjoyed a fair bit of that one, but then the ending was like.
1: The ending just made just made it so bad.
0: I <laughs> it want, was. I want it to would point have been out. good
1: if it ended when the plane was going down. But instead, it had this additional scene at the end that
0: just makes the whole episode go, what? What was that about? I want to point out that, because Tara wasn't reviewing these yet back in the first half of the season, I want to point out that after that second episode, she did say to me that, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. The end of the side. (laughs) You have went way more negative on that episode in time.
1: I don't think so. I think I've been pretty... Pretty honest about how I felt about that episode.
0: Honestly, I told
1: you I that the ending of the episode. Oh, you did not.
0: It. She always hated the ending. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. But you were definitely more positive overall in the rest of it. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I am. I
1: am but the ap- but because they had the ending on it, it totally ruins
0: <laughs> all the rest of it. I am not doubting your honesty. I am doubting your consistency. <laughs> There's how a dare you? There's a difference. How dare you
1: challenge me on this show?
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, I'll challenge you.
1: Just because I was honest with you after our discussion last week. Now all of my ratings are up for questioning? I don't think so.
0: (laughs) You just made this like you lied in the review last week. I just wanted to be positive. I'm going to be positive this week. Oh, God. What was the worst episode?
1: Oh, yeah. The A-Traveler, easily.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not a bad pick. Uh, I may have to go with Point of Origin. I, I think that, that might outweigh Traveler for me.
1: That one was just yeah. The, it just wasn't a very good Twilight Zone episode.
0: Mm. Yeah. Sure. The sad thing is, is I'm looking back at like like replay the comedian and nightmare at 30,000 feet and i'm like that's like the stronger end of the season
1: the beginning yeah yeah and it wasn't even yeah, that good replay was replay was okay um
0: you, replay see if replayed like the last like 10-15 minutes of that were different it might have been the best episode easily because the, the opening like 30 minutes of that episode maybe 25 minutes whatever it was is actually really solid
1: yeah, I agree with the cop. All yeah. the cop stuff was pretty good. But yeah, at the end with the uh when he's trying to get into the school and he, yeah, that that scene was all right. Like I I know what it was trying to go for, but I don't think it quite got there. And then I guess at the very end when she had the when she's older and she has the camera and then once it breaks, like the cop shows up again or a cop shows up again. Like I guess it means you can't outrun destiny or something i don't know again it's it's a little bit confusing I, I know they have these deep themes that they're trying to go for but unfortunately their execution just kind of
0: muddies it all up Yep. here's a, here's a, here's a fun question mm. what do you think is the highest average rating episode? like not a number but what, what episode do you think is the highest average rating out of the 10 episodes comedian it's actually a nightmare at thirty thousand feet it's the only oh, really th- it's the only thing that's hit a seven everything else is lower than that what do you think the lowest one is
1: she's gotta be a traveler that one's not
0: good keep in mind that a lot of uh cry babies like to go and like review bomb things if they oh
1: okay it's the one about women then.
0: yeah <laughs> not all men's at 4.6 yeah
1: yeah that makes sense
0: because yeah.
1: people really hate women something about americans are just like we just got to keep them down man so so so, so, (laughs) can't wait for the comments about that but goddamn, it's just gonna prove
0: my point you just opened a can of worms with that yeah (laughs) yeah um
1: go on you're just gonna make dig yourself a deeper hole
0: (laughs) yeah well that's the sad part is is that a lot of these episodes like I actually like what the message is. I like that the themes are they're playing yeah, I with, agree. but they just don't execute it properly. Yeah, it's just the writing. It's just yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to love that episode. I really did, but it.
1: Me too, it especially when there. they when they try to go for just the season as a whole, all the episodes that have the most social commentary. You really want them to succeed on it because you don't want to not like an episode that you know t- tries to deliver a good message or a message you you want to get out there so poorly you know because you don't want to hate an episode and then people think that you should hate it because of the wrong reason
0: yeah no 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 um yes it was a cat clawed at the back of my chair <laughs> um, i can hear it
1: yeah my cat's like going around yeah messing with my shit too he wants attention
0: cats man i know i know good thing they're so cute try try having three of them no
1: thanks (laughs) (laughs) i've got one and he demands a a lot of attention
0: the smaller when i got i got up i had like i had three cats like basically meowing at me and they led me into the kitchen they went bolting in the kitchen as soon as i walked out the door and then i had have to feed (laughs) them and they were i never want more
1: than two two pets and i only have two because they entertain
0: each other while i'm at work <laughs> oh yeah like i never planned on three this the third one was kind of just the cat needs a home and I, like i was too kind to to not but yeah the two is a good number two is a good number yeah Two's a great number um so yeah um i think one of the worst things is is that because it's been so haphazard and it's writing and we can't defend any of it based on quality because the quality is just not there is that the yeah. people who do have problems with, you know, talking about uh, feminism, or talking about racism, or talking about, uh, you know, the shitty president?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: the people who have those problems can just sit there and yell, "Oh, it's just an SDW show now. It's just SAW this, S D that. Is it, there's, there's no merit here. It's just, it's just propaganda." And I, I, I agree with pretty much all the messages in the show. But when the quality's not there, it's actually really hard to fight that. It, it, it's clearly not, in a sense, but at the same time, it's like, if there's no meaningful story... they're just trying too hard. Yeah. If it, no, it comes
1: off as really try-hard, and it, it's just... It, it's disappointing for the message.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I'm watching you know, episodes of uh, this, and I'm thinking to myself, Supergirl on the CW handles this better. And that's a specific dig, because i mean i enjoy parts of supergirl but sometimes when it wants to be political it gets really on the nose with what it's doing um mm-hmm. it actually comes off better in that because at least in that it's just like really brutal honest cheesiness where it's like okay it's a super you know character and like they're you know talking about something and there's like an honesty to it whereas in this it feels like we're trying to be really smart and have these themes in the stories but we're somehow beating you over the head with a mallet and Which would be fine again, I suppose, if the quality was there. But the quality is just not there. This was a a bad season. There's
1: no subtlety in this show. Yeah.
0: This was a terrible season of TV. I I I... And we'll do season two. I'm likely to come back and talk about season two. Oh yeah,
1: me too. As long (laughs) as they renew it, I will watch it. And every episode, I will cross my fingers. (laughs) It's a
0: it's a nice uh, contrast (laughs) to doing the classic show. (laughs) Which, for the record, by the way, we are reviewing the the original Twilight Zone. We're about ten or so episodes in and you can go check it out it's on the youtube channel um and go and uh, go and go and enjoy your, which for the most part have been vastly more positive uh oh yeah in this vastly more positive
1: i don't think i've had one that i didn't like yet
0: i think there was one i was a little bit lukewarm on but i mean it, it, like well i, I think it t- they're not all went out because we record them in advance but i think we've recorded like 13 episodes so far there's like one that i was lukewarm on right. out of 13 Versus
1: this, still better than any of the ones from this
0: season. (laughs) Whereas this has like two that I'm lukewarm on and an eight that I just hate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did really, I did really like this episode, and I hope that if the writers do want to make Rod Serling proud, that they will, that they will actually write some good episodes next next season, or just you know fire I, I stuff the <laughs> if, if they just take old episodes and revamp them for a new audience for today like that's great that, that that's the stuff that I've loved from this season and just just do that just take old episodes that are still kind of relevant and make them make them work for today
0: fact that all relevant don't, don't feel yourself the world's not improved <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, fire the writing staff. Hire new writers. And directors. You you need a different look. Yeah, no, you do. It It has this kind of, like, really high quality, but still network TV look to it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, there's something about it that comes off as very amateur.
0: I think you said the best earlier, you said it's try-hard. I, I think the direction falls under that category. It feels try-hard. Yeah. Um, and it's rough. It's rough. Uh, one of the things we're going to do with the classic Twilight Zone, which we're not going to do with this because it was only 10 episodes, and we, we I mean, this, this review has been longer because we spent, you know, 15, 20 minutes here at the end just talking about the season as a whole, uh, yeah. which you can expect from finales. But um, with the classic Twilight Zone, um, and I've not really told Tara this yet, but uh, much oh. like we do with Star Trek, before we go into the next season, we'll do like a, a top... You know, five or ten. Probably probably ten, actually, just because there's 36 episodes per season. (laughs) We could probably do a top ten. It feels worthwhile. And then, like, a bottom three or or whatever. Uh, With this, it's just... (laughs) It's only ten episodes, and I I think I'd have have a hard time ranking some of this. Like, I really (laughs) would.
1: Yeah, I think I like the last one and the first one. And all the stuff in the middle
0: is skippable <laughs> honestly I can't recommend this show I mean we'll keep reviewing it but I can't recommend this I the reason why this is still being reviewed is because we're doing the classic one so it's good for comparison it's, it's got the name so it's like nah we should do it because people still care about opinions on it but mmm mm. I want it to be good. I, I really do. Season two, uh, turn it around. Turn it around. Come on. You did it with Discovery. Discovery was much better in season two. Still not hey, perfect. I love
1: Discovery season one. I so that I got way more hated than it deserved.
0: To be fair, to earn some brownie points with Tara, I do think that Star Trek Discovery season one is better than Twilight Zone season one. Yeah, a real high bar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I mean, there's more of that that I liked. Like there was like a good chunk of episodes in the middle of Discovery Season One that I was getting into, and then it kind of w- waffled it <laughs> towards the end again. Um, I've watched
1: that series three or four times now, and I love that season. I think it's great. Oh my god, <laughs> you are. M- I, I think it's great. I think if you rewatched it, you would like it better. But I know you won't because. I you eat. have too much on your
0: plate. <laughs> I may someday. I might, I might do a rewatch when the, when the occasion calls for it. Um, yeah. But yeah. So maybe, you know, all I meant was is the quality can go up in season two. Because would you agree that the quality went up in season two of uh, Discovery? No. No? Genuinely no. You think it went down?
1: Yes. No, I think it stayed <laughs> about the same. I really didn't like the finale.
0: Okay, that's fair. I mean, I had some qualms about the finale. I had some things I liked. I had some qualms. Um, I
1: mean, I can tell you why, but this isn't a discovery. Oh yeah, we you can show. tell me
0: after we we, we uh, wrap up. I'm curious now. Um, <laughs> everyone, in the comments. No, talk about Star Trek. <laughs> we want Star Trek talk. You face Star Trek. Me and Connor talk about Star Trek like all the time. Um, that's,
1: yeah, that's a you and Connor thing.
0: Yes, uh, I'm just on
1: the sidelines.
0: Yeah, Tara's insistent in not shoehorning her way into any Trek because she feels bad no um, no
1: I'm too much of an expert <laughs> it would be weird having me there
0: we'll just have to do like a one time marathon Trek discussion <laughs> at some point <laughs> sure we when do you like... guys
1: are done with Enterprise I'll uh, be to the...
0: I always <laughs> think at the end of each show not the end of like all of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> ten years from now, when you guys are done with Enterprise,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Tara, uh, you can do most of the outro stuff, plug and promote, and um, t- tell what they can do. Yeah, everything. okay, everything. I'm not even going to do the start starter, but you're do the whole thing. You you've done thirteen episodes of Classic Twilight Zone. You've done ten episodes of that. well, you actually, no, not actually, you've done five of this, and you've done a uh, bunch of. Ace you're prepared to do almost the entire outro on your own. so Okay,
1: but I better see Connor or Matt or or the other guy. Tim. <laughs> Tim. Do one of these outros. Otherwise, I'm going to take this very personally. Okay. All right, fine. Well, that's that's been our review of the new Twilight Zone. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please leave your thoughts below in the comments. We'd love to hear them. And uh, if you like this content, if you like what we do, you can go to our Patreon to support us. It's patreon.com slash And you can donate as little as a dollar per month. And with that dollar, you get bonus episodes of our show, including The Ace, which has been mentioned. The Atomic Cinema Experiment is our science fiction show where we review um, classic and new films. Um, You get a bonus episode every month, and you get episodes a week early if you donate. Um, And you also get content for additional shows on mile Puzz tv um if you like classic science fiction you can watch our reviews of the twilight zone classic series if you want to see what we like <laughs> in a twilight zone episode but um yeah that has been us you can follow on twitter which is an address i don't know but it's on the screen (laughs) i don't use twitter
0: (laughs) it's literally on the screen right now i was actually going to compliment you because you you said the the patreon address without looking at the screen because it wasn't even up when you said (laughs) that
1: i've got it memorized because
0: i've caught tara doing that before when she's doing that the the patreon plug (laughs) You see
1: me look down yeah (laughs)
0: I'm like, how does she keep timing it so well so that it's exactly when cause it cause it alternates between the Twitter and the, the Patreon at the bottom and she always <laughs> seems to time it so well it's the Patreon just when she needs to say it. Genius. I'm a pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Do you want to do the final? No, you did everything.
1: That was everything.
0: Do you want to do the fail a little bit? Do you want to do a the... Okay, okay. Yeah. Alright, do you
1: know
0: what you um, said? What? Do you know what you're saying?
1: Uh, no. Something about the Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs> All right, repeat after me, right?
1: Keep watching TV in the Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll do.